Bond was still buried, only his hands were free. Like two spiders, they explored the surface, searching for the edge of the grave where the soil would be more compact. He brought his palms down and pressed. Yes, he could drag himself out. Did he dare take another breath? He was suffocating. The shirt wasn't working anymore. In fact, it was gagging him, wrapped tightly around his mouth and nostrils, held there by the pressure of the earth. Time to go. Do it now. Using all his strength, Bond pulled and felt the earth sliding past him. His deltoid muscles were burning, but he ignored the pain. He was dragging himself upwards, almost as if he was being reborn. His head broke the surface. He felt the weightlessness of the night air and, grasping, tore the shirt off his face. He had done it. He was free, lying crookedly with the earth still reaching up to his neck. He stretched out and pressed one hand into the ground, then pushed again. As the rest of his body emerged, he reached down and drew out the knife. But there was nobody there. Sin had left. Hello and welcome to the James Bond Complex, the show where we dissect and discuss everything 007 from Fleming to film and everything in between. Oh, oh, I'm your host, Emery. I'm your host, Matt. Uh, and tonight, I think we're going to talk about uh, a new Bond novel coming out. But first, before we get to Andrew a new Horowitz, Bond, when does this, this thing get printed? <laughs> the, the, the new Bond novel comes out on May the Yeah, but we're not covering 24th. that yeah, for sorry. a while. So, In oh, anticipation can... of... Oh, yes, I prefer that. 2015, this got printed. Hmm. In Campus anticipation Fugit. of uh, A Mind to a Kill, or Mind to a Kill. I was going to say View to a Kill, but... Uh, uh, a mind, mind to Kill? or a mind, a mind to Kill by Anthony Horowitz. We're going to go back in time and talk about his first... Uh, novel that he wrote which was yeah like you said in 2015 trigger mortis and so um yeah it's 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 kind of an interesting novel in the fact that it kind of sits weirdly in the bond continuity it, it fits right after goldfinger which is kind of a first for bond continuation authors they usually kind of tack it on after uh, the man with the golden gun but this one they kind of went smack in the middle of, of what Fleming was writing. So I, this one of those books where I find is really a little different and, and a little more interesting than the other ones we've read. It's, um, how can I say that? Uh, you know, I this is the second from Ororitz that I've read. I've read uh, Car... What was that? No, that's not Car... Forever in a Day. Forever in a Day. The other one, yeah. the, the second one. So this, I'm, I'm reading them all. I'll be reading them out of order because uh, I'll be uh, reading well actually for the third one I'll be reading that one third but uh, tickling anyway it's 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 messed up um, so yeah uh, so I had a lot of comparison and I had a lot of uh, um, hopes and um, worries when I started uh, reading this book because there, there are things I love in forever in the day other things that uh, I was not as 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 fond of, and uh, this one has some, not the same problems, but as as things that um, I was like, really, huh? But things that I really enjoyed. I think as master of 
prose is uh, from the Canadian novels I've read that personally, because I don't know if you've read all of the ones that we've read so far, uh, Edgar and I, uh, this is the closest to maybe, uh, except for Colonel Sun, to reach the, the, the style of Fleming, where the prose, yeah. where the evocation of violence, how violence is described, it's very gripping. Some of the, uh, the thoughts that I felt like I was in bone shoes for most of it, uh, when there's there, there there are good descriptions in this book. Uh, that's that's a strength of uh, Orovitz as a writer that he's able to write in Fleming style for the most part. A lot better than the other authors that have done continuation novels. And I mean, I've read most of them. Um, there's a lot of the Gardner ones, probably a little more than half the Gardner ones I haven't read. And that's, I think everyone might know a little bit why. Uh, but I've read the Bensons and I've read, um, I mean, the first real continuation novel that came out that was kind of going back to the Fleming timeline was Devil May Care in 2008. And I found that was like a super, super soft Bond novel. Like it was, it was lazy, but it was better than which came out in uh, yeah we'll get the card his time will it's time will come we don't have to but anyway we have to it's time will come you <laughs> know it might, to, might uh, be better the second time but yeah i, I, I really I doubt it because i've read Carte Blanche more than once and the second uh, time yeah, is... uh, no no oh wait wait i don't remember what happens in this book i, I have some serious uh uh holes in my memory what well, back to yeah, back to Trigger Mortis, back to the book in question before we get yeah. off topic and start yeah, talking yeah. about Yeah, tell me what happens in Trigger episodes. Mortis. Uh, so Trigger Mortis is the first of three non-sequential books from author Anthony Horowitz. So his books are set in the original Ian Fleming continuity, with this book taking place two weeks after the events of Operation Grand Slam from, of course, the novel Goldfinger. Um, something else of note that is all this also includes unused Fleming material, specifically uh, stuff that he wrote for a TV pilot called Murder on Wheels, one of several ideas that became the basis of a number of short stories. And if I'm not mistaken from the research I did not too long ago, there are still about four or five other unused TV treatments that never got published. And they're never, they're never going to run. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll never stop scraping the bottom of the Fleming barrel. They'll, they'll, they'll get every little bit of morsel left. Just wish they would release them as a book. But anyway, that's another day. Um, so what's, book, the plot? The, yeah. what's the plot? What's the plot? This book begins with the story of Thomas Keller, who is on his way to a meeting with an unknown person to discuss a plan to sabotage a rocket launch put on by the U.S. government. The prologue ends with money exchanging hands and Keller stabbed and left for dead by his wife. Across the pond, our hero is dealing with the seemingly bothersome task of being in a committed relationship with Pussy Galore. He jumps at the chance for some action when it is tasked by M to infiltrate an auto race at the famed Nürburgring, also called the Green Hell, in Germany. There is suspicion that the Soviets are attempting some sort of chest-puffing exercise showing off their new race car, and that the life of a British race car driver may hang in the balance. Bond's driving skill, much like his keen card-playing skills, are renowned. 
he wouldn't have to stay in the race long, just long enough to knock out the enemy smirch agent and find out why Korean Jason Sin was present with the Russian team. Logan Fairfax, the daughter of a famed race car driver, Alan Fairfax, helps train James, and he succeeds at his mission. At a celebration after the race, 007 is searching Jason Sin's German castle, looking to find out what his involvement with the Russians could be and why he was backing them financially. While investigating, he comes across another agent, Jeopardy Lane, who has the same goal, except for she is posing as a journalist for uh, the magazine Autocar. They escape the castle together before exchanging pleasantries. However, she leaves with the stolen photographs that were recuperated from the castle. 007 is debriefed by his German handler, and then he moves on to America. As he flies to New York to be debriefed by the CIA, they discover that Sin has a plan to sabotage a missile launch coming out of Virginia. It's mentioned that the photos he possesses are not of the actual rocket, but of a duplicate. Amid all this, an attempt on his life is made back at his motel when a gunman opens fire with a machine gun on his presumed room. Of course, Bond anticipated this and was not there, watching from afar. As he tries to flee the remaining gunmen, he is saved by none other than Jeopardy Lane. She reveals that she's American Secret Service working as a field agent for the Department of the Treasury. They decipher that the plan is to use the missile launch as a cover to bomb New York City using the launch and the abort button, known as Trigger Mortis, to make the Americans believe the aborted missile fell onto the city detonating, uh, sorry, by detonating a replica underground. But as they try to make their way to bomb Jason Sin captures Bond, and using his sadistic card game, he buries 007 alive. Surviving and breaking free, he makes it onto the train, derailing and stopping Sin in a positively shocking manner. Yeah, you skipped the part, because uh, Pussy Allure is in that book for for for, but I I, I know why you did it. She's and in if, the book. Yes, she is. She if, is in the book. If I, I wrote that synopsis, I would have done it the same way you did, because it's she, and they they used her name in the marketing. It's like Pussy Allure returns. If I remember correctly, it's, it was yeah. a, a big thing. And oh, they like, did. They made it a big thing that she was in this book. She's in the book, but she's quickly. It's pointless to have her in the book. It is. I think. I think it kind of moves some character development along, and it does also feel a lot like. No, oh, it's it's something that uh, norm. If if wasn't the if, if it wasn't for the character of Pussycular, like an editor would have said, you know what, you need to cut that. It's pointless the plot. But I'm, I'm thinking that the same thing happened after Diamonds Are Forever, because wasn't Tiffany Case still hanging around uh, uh, yeah, Bond's but apartment think- after? I, yeah, it's taken care of in because the following book, it, I don't want to go too much into it. It's it's from Russia with Love, but it's mentioned briefly that he's not with her, uh, and right. I think they elaborate on that in the uh, James Bond the uh, the uh, autobiography of Benjamin Pearson from correctly. That's what I'm re- misremembering with it then, because I I have found that there was a real similarity. I'm like we we've, we've seen this before. Yeah. I, f- I feel that this we've already gone through this. It, it, it's uh, it's warm warmed over soup. It's it's a uh, you know it's good soup but it's not as good as it was when it was fresh it's just and it's pointless it's really pointless it's just oh my god logan fax is a le- is, is that's your name logan, logan, logan fairfax fairfax is a lesbian and she particular <laughs> bon- leaves bond for her so he can go ahead and bang the next girl and without looking like a pig 
he, he was well i mean i think he, he just didn't want to bang pussy anymore i think that's what the whole thing was he got yeah. bored of her and he, i think that's it's a theme that he recurs got, in Bond. He, got, he got bored by pussy that's yeah. what you mean yeah he's bored of pussy <laughs> there, the, there's a snippet for the beginning of the episode folks <laughs> um it's it's yeah, it's, it's it was kind of like one of those plot devices where they they kind of like well, let's use a part of the it's 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 bad and not bad at the same time. Like I don't mind it. So I don't much. mind it, but uh, it's like I said, it's, it's it's just that there's a reason why you didn't make it part of your synopsis. Yeah. Um, you know, plot wise, it, 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 you know, it's an intriguing book, and I I love the the villain's caper because mm. it takes a while and you don't see it really you don't know what he's doing you, you don't expect uh, and when he, what he plans is sort of ridiculous and overly complicated but it's 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 it plausible kind of, at the same time and it's kind of fun in a bondian kind of way it feels uh it's a goldfinger uh max zorin type of plot uh i really enjoyed it. when we, when you find out that he, he wants to blow up well not only blow up uh, New York City, but also make it. He makes a big deal that he wants to collapse the uh, Empire State Building. Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. It's ambitious, but it's also like you know, it it, it could make sense that. I mean, it, it's plausible in the sense that if they had pulled it off that perfectly and everything went off exactly the, the way they wanted it, oh, yeah, they probably could convince people that it was the rocket that fell on New York that that was the aborted rocket and it was their own damn fault. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's that's why I, I, I like that plot. Um, um, and, you know, the character of Jason Sam, I'm, you know, we're, we're going to talk about him a, a while. Okay, and I think we're going to also... Uh, use that nickname for Jason Kim from your own book <laughs> called Jason Sim because the entire time I was reading that book especially in his introduction he doesn't have the same personally because Jason's more like a jovial kind of curious kind of guy and not not the, but the way he's physically descri described I'm like that's that's Jason it's our man in the field yeah he's <laughs> super well dressed yeah, he, he like always in his thirties. He he has a he looks much younger than he actually is. He's sort of and and he wears glasses. I'm like, oh, it's it's Jason. It's it's Jason Sim is Jason Kim. So, uh, you know, if I do, I don't know if I'll have the time to do because this this is a quick turnaround for this episode. We yeah. are uh, May uh, May tenth right now, so um, I doubt I'll have the time. But if I were, I'd use Jason on the poster. I'll I just put Jason uh, and and I might do it later. Sean Connery. Tomorrow. Just a little kind, of, you know, Sean Connery shot that's not really popular. With the... uh, yeah, I'll, you know what? I, I don't. I, I, I would probably use Connery because it's 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 sort of in the original uh, canon. But if I was using, um, I wouldn't use an actor. I'd just put Jason Kim is Jason yeah. Sim. Uh, I liked him as a villain. Uh, he's not the most original. Like he feels like part Doctor No, part Goldfinger, pureed. But it's. Uh, it's his interaction with Bond because it, it, it's 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 it, you can see uh, like he's overly confident, but you can you you, you see that he's uh, he's not as talented as the other villains. He's, no, uh, 
No, it's something that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. There's a reason. Like, they, like if 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 these this is all canon. Let's say it's, let's say it's all canon. This is not a story that Fleming would have, I, you know, would have told uh, because it's not a rather. It's a good plot, but not a good villain. Not not a, not a bad villain. No, no, what erased everything I just said. It's an interesting villain, but a very flawed one. It's very familiar too, because I th- feel there's like a little bit of um, there's a little bit of lachif in there too, and um, it's a bit a more how can I say this a little more lachif from the movies maybe, uh, with the kind of the cold um, and the because um, I mean lachif in the book it's like he's you know he's more of like a scared rat like he's made a mistake he knows that everyone's after him he's he's got these like you know peculiarities not physically but his in the movie you kind of get the sense that he's just annoyed and he's just kind of like ruthless and not caring in the way that he <clears throat> that that card game with the murderer like you know the the, the different cards with how he's going to mm-hmm. kill you um i felt that that was kind of like gave me the kind of chief coldness of like you know he he's going to do it and he just doesn't care like how it happens that's how he's yeah but that's, uh, no that's, al- that's also dr no yeah dr no when he's sort of explain how he's going to put Bond in torture is very detached and he's just you know he sees him almost like a guinea pig in that sequence that's why I I got I and I you know I got Goldfinger because it's it, like he's uh surrounded by mini odd jobs in a way like his instruments are other Koreans and there's a one that's mentioned that he's uh, much older than the other ones and this is Bond thing like thinks that he's probably not very smart and he, he doesn't seem to speak I'm like, oh, it's it's odd job, odd job, odd job two, the revenge. Um, <laughs> well, that's why I find it kind of weird. Like they went from Goldfinger and then they went right into this one, and it's kind of almost the same uh, one-two punch of bad guys. You know, it's 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 the Russians and it's the Koreans. So it's you're you're not really getting much farther out from you know your your regular run-of-the-mill communists. It's it's the same ones again. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the communists, the Koreans were really involved much in, in, in Goldfinger, other than that's who the henchmen were sourced from. But um, yeah, I kind of get that impression where it's, it, it's, it's a good book. Like I say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take anything away from it. I think that Anthony Horowitz has done a fantastic job, but the, the two books that he's done so oh, far are fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk about the good, the bad. And I think we already like the worst part to me is the, uh, the, the posse, posse, posse. Posse Galore, it's, 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 it's Pussy's sister is Posse. Um, so the Posse Galore uh, subplot is completely pointless and doesn't yeah. affect the narrative. You can ship, skip those chapters, basically. Uh, besides that, I, I, there, there, it's it's a tight, pulpy novel. And I mean, it, it, it stays with, you know, a limited number of, of settings. It's not bouncing all over the place. There's not too much in the of a subplot or a, or a secondary storyline. Everything is, is kind of very linear, which it's kind of is really very Fleming. Like there's not this double cross, triple cross, you know, craziness of of you're expecting, you know, the bad guys to be someone else or, you know, like some no, of the other continuation it, novels. It, it's not it doesn't feel like it's as much influenced by the movies as some of the Gardner books feel some of the Gardner Phil's book feel like they're influenced by the movie this feels like it's closer in tone to 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 Fleming's original creation Uh, and fits 
you know, in the time frame, the personality of Bond, it fits and his experience and his skills fits. You know, if I'm thinking about after golfing, okay, it, it fits to me, it fits. Yeah. Unlike, unlike uh, Forever in the Day, which is meant to be a prequel because in a way, which never really made sense to me. Um, this one, you know, Ian those middle-aged, I'm going to call him middle-aged Bond, you know, the, the books between... between i would say uh from russia with love after from russia with love to up to uh the spy you love me that's that's meant to me it's middle-aged bond and after that he goes in like earlier he's a little bit sluggish you get the specter trilogy and then after that it's it's kind of the the aftermath of of you only live twice and it kind of the you get those the short stories, which were a little bit more lazy, not lazy, but they were more like relaxed They're, bond. And they, they were written in, in between. Some of them were written for, for magazine. And it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Some of them were written for newspapers. Some of them were written for Playboy. And I think there was a couple of them also that were that were part of this TV pilot thing that he was mm-hmm. he was working on. Because you, you, not, not to forget, is is in the time of he was writing um, uh, Goldfinger and all that, is, is he was still actively trying to get bond on the small screen he didn't want to do the books for that long he wanted to kind of sell off the rights and write movies because he wanted to make the big bucks off the movies which he was unsuccessful with and then we got the whole thunderball debacle Uh, yeah yeah um yeah i I want to bring uh one of you know which sequence do i bring up first i think i I think i'm gonna go by book order for 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 uh, for sequence for for simplicity skates with the the action sequence that i feel are memorable i I think the introduction of the plot to the mystery of the plot with the engineer that you know find out that he's a former uh nazi scientist that Mm -hmm. uh uh, I, I I think it's it's sort of interesting as a free free title sequence, and it builds the mystery. It feels a little bit like a, um, Doctor No, where you you have this murder, but you don't know how it's gonna fit inside of the narrative. Yeah. And as you move along, it it comes back, and you find out more. And it's it's you know there there are two things that that put Bond on, on Jason. Yeah, I was gonna call him Jason Kim. Jason, <laughs> that's gonna happen a lot of times. Uh, Jason Sims uh, trail. Uh, you, you have eventually you have that part, but you also have uh, the race in yeah. in in Nuremberg. Nuremberg, you said Nuremberg, 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 Nuremberg ring, Nuremberg, Nuremberg ring, the Nuremberg ring, uh, which is now you know what I was. I was trying to picture in my mind. I know it's not that probably, but I don't know if it's that type of racing. But uh, have you seen the Ford versus uh, Ferrari? Yeah, it's endurance. Oh, is it an endurance race in this book? No, this was a straight up. Oh, maybe I think it was. It's at 24 hours. It's a Le Mans uh, style uh, endurance race. So yeah. I think this one might have been it too, because it wasn't. It's not an F1 race. You're talking about the types of cars that they're talking about are. Um, are more like road cars that are adapted for um, for this for uh, the endurance racing. But usually, endurance racing you have more than one driver. So I don't know if it's if it's really? like Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I, I was uh, you know, that's my reference time wise. Okay, that's what I was picturing in my mind. But it you know it, it turns bloody very quickly, and I think Bond doesn't. He, I, I just his car, but he knows he's not gonna like he doesn't have the skill to last. So he's he he plans on 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 uh, uh, 
accomplishing his mission fairly quickly. And uh, yeah, I, I, my memory is fading. I don't remember how he makes the, like I think he makes a maneuver that makes the other, the Russian driver that is supposed to kill that British driver uh, sort of go off course. I, yeah. That guy is almost burned to a crisp. Bond saves him. But if I'm, uh, my memory is correct, that's the guy that shows up at the end of the book to try and kill Bond, right? Or did I misread that? I think it's supposed to be the same person. I think it's meant to, we're meant to believe that it's the same person that comes back. <laughs> um, that. And then you like, yeah, he comes and, and yeah, he doesn't end up killing. Right, right, right. I remember, I forget that, uh, that little part at the end because it's kind of... It's kind of part of the story, but it kind of—it seems like it's a little bit. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a, a final stinger. It's it's uh, it's a tee at the end of Live and Let Die. It's a little woo. Yeah. As Edgar would say, a little frisson. A frisson. Way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I you know that's um, it's it's not the most captivating sequence. Uh, as, as as much as we you know complain about the Pussigalor, I love the the, the sequence by Bond as to save her from and I, I, I you know I, I it's kind of racy because she she's given the and it's never explained well, well she's given the the Goldfinger paint treatment and sort of a yeah weird like it looks like a cultish ceremony there's like a an owl or something. Yeah, that that was kind of a strange part where, like, okay, well, I get the reference, but why? Because Goldfinger's dead. Like, it's 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 who's it's like now he's got a cult. Yeah, it's it's it, that that never made well. Maybe it was the same Koreans. Were never we, you know, maybe there was a high-ranking Korean Goldfinger. Uh, they weren't they weren't Koreans. I think they were just mobsters from New York. It's a great scene, um, but. It's it's kind of I mean Fleming did a wonderful job and I'm going to go back with as a reference to Goldfinger because he did such a wonderful job of describing the world's uh, you, most you boring can't, sport. You, you can't review Goldfinger. You have to focus on Trigger. Mortis. No, but uh, well, I, I'm just comparing. Fleming's Goldfinger. dead. Fleming is dead. But the the way that any any author who tries to describe that kind of moment or that kind of like any moment in sport like there's um it's hard to describe it and it's also hard to describe a race course that exists today that is different than how it existed 50 years ago and especially for someone like or 60 years ago in this case maybe you paid more attention than i did because i'm you know obviously listen to the uh the audio book but i you know it's i'm like it's a race it's it's just because I've seen like video of people driving on the Nürburgring because it's a famous race course and you it's a it's a, actually technically a public autobahn in Germany you anyone mm. could ride it but it's also where a lot of uh, companies now use their the lap times on the Nürburgring to test supercars and to kind of like the fastest supercar to run those the Nürburgring are are kind of you know highly class so it's a famous racetrack in that you know one lap takes like now takes like seven minutes. So back then, like one lap was like a 20 minute lap. So it's not oh, like that's... F1 where you're going around Veneve and Montreal and it's, it takes like, you know, 30 seconds. And you've gone once around. This is a 20 minute lap in those in cars from the 1960s. Yeah. Now they've got cars that will do it in like, you know, Porsche will do it in, in like seven, seven minutes. And it's a difficult course. So it's it's 
could Bond have successfully raced that course with the amount of training that he had? I kind of doubt it. It's and a fantasy. It's, it's a, a fantasy. Kid. And it, but for him to be able to pull off that maneuver without never having practiced it and and would he have been successful? Uh you know what? I'm gonna imagine, you know, because I know that they have some Uh, there are classes for uh, offensive or defensive driving yeah. uh, for, 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 for law enforcement officer. So I'm pretty sure Bond, you know, he's a war vet too. Uh, he, he's got some experience with vehicular mayhem, 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 mayhem. But I think this a scene like this would have probably better served like at the end of the book to like, and oh, he, no, he come out was... as... You, you thought it was good at the middle, or it'd be it's it's you know it, as interesting as it is, I much prefer the ending the way it is. I I, I think it's 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 a good ending. Yeah. I'm just saying it's in this particular circumstance. I mean, this scene, I think they kind of like wanted to shoehorn it in there because it was original filming material and they wanted to use it so oh, badly. Yeah, no, no, I, let's I, I get it in there. Mean. But it would have been a good ending to a book, not this book in particular, but it would have been a, a good short story. You know, it would have been. A good short story. It would have was. <laughs> and I and but I would have left Bond like a little more injured at the end of that short story than have him recover. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. That could have put him somewhere else, like you know, the beginning of the Hildebrandt rarity would have happened right after because he goes on vacation to recover. And <laughs> you know, it could have been but it, it I mean it, it works, it serves its purpose. Uh does it really serve I don't I think it kind of serves the plot a little weirdly because I mean, the Russians are backing Sin, or Sin is backing the Russians to to pull off this this plan. And they're paying. They're the funny thing is that they're paying him with with fake money, like monopoly yeah. money. Yeah, it's just like, and he do, he doesn't care. Like he just that was kind I of mean, a weird thing. Like, why are you doing? And then why the the race car? Like, what, what's the what's the race? I mean, I think they did the race car thing because, like, okay, well, we don't want to do some something dumb that Bond has never done. Let's let's try and keep it within his realm of interests uh, and put him in a race car. But like, I still struggle to figure out. How uh, this it's kind of like a view to a kill to bring it back to the movies, where like, oh, there's yeah. Max Zorin, he cheats uh, at horse racing. And here's, here's uh, Jason Kim, and he hangs out with Russians. Huh? Suspicious. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's, it's and just to put him in Bond's path. And you know, so there's kind of like all these references to to the bit of the movies. One of the other big movie references is that this uh, Jeopardy Lane, which is for me a completely forgettable Bond girl, uh, if oh, there ever she, was she, one. She's, she's, uh, there's no point of her at all like she's she's i i, I honestly i when i started reading the book and i forgot because i think i've seen uh jerry Jer lane's name in some of the promotion i think it's a wait oh i think it's at the back of back of the book and it's introducing jeopardy lane a bond girl a girl like any uh, like and unlike any other bond has encountered uh no she's encountered plenty of Of uh, it's Galabrand 2.0. Yeah, she's very like plain Jane kind of like. There's nothing really too super exciting. But they they he kind of went and just poached um, Michelle Yoke's character from Tomorrow Never Dies. I mean, that was basically the same cover. Like I'm a journalist, but I'm actually oh. a secret agent, and 
Um, I feel like it's something that, you know, is done in fiction all the time when you want to have somebody infiltrate something. Oh, I'm a journalist. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of too obvious it's route. cover. It, it's and... really, it's really cliched. Uh, it, it's 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 functional. Like I, that's the best. Like it's it's not terribly. She, she it's yeah. that terrible character. She does what she's meant to be, and she's not very deep. But it's you can see that you know we need a girl. Let's put a girl in there. It's it's functional character. Like I, yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't even remember if she's a blonde or brunette or a redhead. Usually, they describe them, and she. Because I don't think this this does he sleep with her. At like, the yeah, end, yeah, he does. At so the like he, end, but it's like it's so like there's no passion, there's no weed up, there's no, no it's, swimming, it's there's no swimming to, to it. It's <laughs> it's just to uh, you know alleviate some tension, but tension yeah. relief. Yeah, so it's it's. Anyway, I, I found that she was kind of a, but the, the whole German castle scene, I think that's kind of cool. Like the sneaking around the castle, getting past the guards, um, and then getting out and knocking out that they had to knock out the first, he had to knock out that first guard or yeah. just and creating the guard was in distraction. And yeah. and that guard gets bumped, has to, what is he, he has to hang himself. Yeah. The guard, like, yeah. Get the hangman card. So that that was kind of like I, I found that to be kind of like that was good like that was they, they, uh, you know they, they they always say that you know uh, Ian mind those books for for ideas that's a, that's actually especially when Bond is put in the same situation and he cheats I yeah. was like uh, that's <laughs> perfect perfect and he goes he explains how he cheated and I'm like oh that's 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 my that's my Bond I could definitely see that in a movie just oh that double yeah. seven yeah exactly but I mean I found that that was kind of like a, that was cool. Like for even for Jason Sin to have a, a little character trait that was different than everyone else that we've had as as Bond baddies, and then you know the the henchman gets punished like really badly, and this is kind of unlike stuff we've seen before. We've never really seen that before, and a henchman getting you know reprimanded by his boss in, in such a manner. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, in the movies maybe, but not in the books. You know, it's something that uh, I, I just realized that they did in that book that I think Bond and Jason Sin, see, I didn't make a mistake this time, mm-hmm. uh, have in common in, in that book. At one point or another, they, they think about the ench people, the henchmen, and how they're actually real human beings. Because there's a guy that eventually Bond is confronted when he's, uh, uh, well, he has to take a shower, but uh, we'll, we'll explain later because that's. That's my favorite sequence of the book. Um, and he, he doesn't kill that henchman because he, like the guy begs for his life. And he's like, oh, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a son. I'm a, also a father. Like he, he, he makes a plea for the Bond's humanity. Mm-hmm. And Jason Sim, in one way, is confronted by uh, confronts one of his henchmen that failed at capturing, stopping Bond. And the, the henchman does the same thing. He begs for his life, but Jason Kim Jason Sim doesn't <laughs> doesn't doesn't care. It's like yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 they'll have some money uh, for, for for just now kill you. Funeral yourself. one, yeah. And, but see, that's the difference between Jason Sin and Jason Kim. Jason Kim is full of compassion. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 It's just it's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah. So that, that's you know it's something that I picked up on that I, I find you know it's a little touch a little uh, 
sort of uh, yeah, it's clever writing. Uh, you, 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 it makes you think, compare the villains, contrast the villain and the hero. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And now I oh sorry, I almost feel like I cut you off. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, we're, from here, we're moving on to. I mean, he gets debriefed, and then he's he's back on a plane to America, America. Yeah, and he talks to some uh, proto NASA people. It's not yet NASA, I think. It's it's, a, it's a, yeah. It's a, NASA doesn't NASA doesn't come in until another couple of years later. This is this is when all the the space stuff is still heavily under the directly under the U.S. Uh, yeah, U.S. military. Yeah. It's early '60s at that, if I, if I remember correctly, because I think Goldfinger. Oh my God! They, yeah, Goldfinger is in the '50s. I forget about that. The book it's, is '57. Yeah, so this is yeah, seven. but a, the book and the the the, the it's it's it's, it's uh, it, the timeline's a little bit. It, the book doesn't ha- take place at the same time uh, no, no. as it's printed, but uh, it's, so it's the '50s. You're not even the '60s. Interesting. Um, mm. It's. Because it's very, it's not the uh, NASA that we know, or even the NASA from my my childhood from the eighties. I remember, no. oh, I remember, I remember Challenger. That's one of my first childhood memory, weirdly enough. But I, I remember the eighties that you know NASA was big. It was everywhere. Like yeah. people were, were, were in the early to mid eighties, people were space crazy, and that's sort of catching the original space race of the 1950s it's a it's fascination sort of not not really understanding everything and and you know we have we have nazi scientists working on the program and it's what it's because they're good at what, what they do yeah <laughs> and it's uh it's it's is it a gemini rocket i don't remember what it's a vanguard vanguard uh, vanguard rocket yeah. So I don't, was that a real rocket? Because I, I mean, I don't know much about this, the space program. So I, don't, I mean, I know that uh, it, it, it is, but you know, I, you know, I have to go. I, I knew that it was something real, but uh, I can't. You know, I, I'm going to wiki right now. So the years from '57 to '59, eleven uh, Vanguard rockets. Uh, which a project attempted to launch three successfully placed satellites in orbit. So it was not, it, it was sort of the, um, how can I say that, a shitty rocket? <laughs> well, I mean, it was the first ones they were, they were, they hadn't perfected. They're not Elon Musk, you know? They're <laughs> no, my God, they didn't put a car in, in orbit. So yeah, yeah, he gets debriefed by the Americans saying, okay, well, you don't have any business here. We don't want you hanging around. And yeah, I know he's really, they really don't treat him well. And no, it's funny when eventually stuff happens and they're at first like, ah, that British guy. And when the, the, the lunch collapses and it's like, Oh, maybe he was right. Yeah. man, He's, he's got something there. <laughs> they try it. And, and then he gets into the, uh, he goes back to his motel after being told uh, that he's that, you know, just stay away from ver- the launch site and all this. And he still oh, gets a motel right next to there. And um, yeah, he gets, he gets almost uh, blown up and, and shot. That is, that, that, that's a fun sequence. I had, I did fun when in the Joker, Joker, he, uh, eventually shows up to say this, but, I thought it was a fun sequence. It's uh it's you know, it's action movie kind of yeah. cliche where like it, it feels very lethal weapon die hard. 
but it kind of like brings back into focus his his military training and it's kind of his counter ops kind oh, of exactly. training and it's 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 really like a military operation more more spycraft stuff than and you know who spy versus spy assassin versus assassin kind of stuff than He's what we clever. Seen that's 007. Mm. It's it's plausible and not plausible, like how clever he is about how he's predicting that he's going to get shot up in that particular hotel room. It's... I was going to say it's a movie, but it's a Bond story. You, you, you know, usually you expect that character not to die at the end. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw some shade at a certain movie. <clears throat> uh but you know moving on um it, 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 like he, he, he gets with with jerry lane i think they have uh like he, he goes to a hotel they have breakfast and i think that's where they sort of formulate the plan to 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 actually go to, they, they don't know what yet his plan is uh, yet they they have to uh go to his sort of base of operation which is uh, inspired by i think it's an old another mention of something i uh, you know that yeah memories is, is uh slowly fading of that book uh you know the good parts are are are, are more deeply imprinted than some of these uh finer details uh but i you know i do enjoy when they're 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 captured because they don't get they, they're immediately captured they they, they only, I think he has security cameras and they're immediately spotted yeah uh, she gets hurt a little bit which upsets spawn and he's forced to to give up and uh, that's when they have he has to choose his fate and he cheats at cards <laughs> <laughs> which is so unlike bond he never does that you know, previously, but he kind of, I think he kind of no clues into uh, what he, he did in Moonraker. Yeah, but he cheated. Or, yeah, I guess he did. He, he cheats cheated, a cheater. He, he cheated on purpose to be. If, if you need be, <laughs> he, do, he does what the job requires, but then just, uh, usually he, 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 he out cheats uh, golf. He cheats, at, he cheats with Goldfinger, right? He, no, Goldfinger cheated before. Anyway. No, Gold, Goldfinger was cheating and he caught the cheat and then he, he kind he, of he cheated out, back. Out cheated the cheaters, yeah. basically. Uh, you know, I, I, I like that, but I, I just, it pisses off uh, Jason Sim, Sim, completely. Mm. And he, he starts to, that, that's where, you know, so, because he has this big presentation when he explains it, that that felt so Hugo Drex, right? He's explaining his backstory. Yeah. Bond's sort of, okay, tell me. So, because you're, he's sort of a shrink to these guys. You're like, yeah. like they're telling their life story. And like, oh, yeah, tell me about your mother. <laughs> Where did <laughs> she touch you? <laughs> that's basically it. That's and it's like, uh, oh, so he needs a uh, uh, no gun re massacre. I had to go to the wiki page, and it's it, it is honestly it's, it's disgusting what what happened. There's it's uh, and it's still being contested. And uh, you know, I you know, read the wiki page if you're, but in 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 sort of um, reduced way, a bunch of refugees were uh, sort of kept uh, at, at, at near a bridge and um if I remember correctly the at one point the u.s military uh, for whatever reason uh started to shoot the refugees and uh, uh depending on the 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 the, the, the um uh, whoever uh, surveys that type of event uh 
it's either 163 people to up to 400 people that uh, were gunned down during that uh, uh, event. Uh, let's call it like that. And uh, it's explained that Jason Sin is a survivor. I wish Jason Kim was on this podcast because he probably, <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, 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 when I was reading that, I, I it's, Jesus, I, I was like, oh, Jason should be on this show just to give us more detail. Like it's probably something he's more, it's it's, it's in his stories culture and i'm completely uh it's you know it's something from 71 years ago uh you know i i am a dumb north american so i don't know everything that happened everywhere but uh it, it's it's quite uh it's 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 messed up when he explains like oh his, his sister died and his other sister like it, he was carrying like he realized that she took a bullet for him basically so that that exploded and you mm. know his, he's the only survivor it's uh yeah that would mess you up that would definitely uh mess you up but it kind of like it mirrors um Trevelyan in Gold uh, in Golden oh, a bit. Yeah, it's kind of like to. a little bit of like the same. Like you know, my family was massacred. Yeah, but they always the have these and... tragic stories where like, oh, I yeah. survived the war and blah blah blah. That's a that's a that's a trope of uh, Bond villains. They have these. It, it's very Drax. It's very Hugo Drax where they go into detail and Drax tells like this whole like oh even the autobiography uh, and Scaramanga as oh they killed my elephant. Uh, yeah. Dr. No, oh, they cut off my hands. Yeah, they always have these these rather violent, tragic background that left them that transformed them into monsters. Because he is a monster. Like he, yeah, he claims to be, uh, to 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 to, but he's clearly motivated by a deeply, deeply, oh, it's revenge, rooted anger, and he, he doesn't perceive it. Like he's so. That because he wants to kill people, and he, it's better if they're Americans. I mean, he says that he's not angry, but you know, it, it, no, I disagree. You don't really don't have rage like normal people have most of the time. Because, yeah, but uh, that doesn't hold know. up in a court of law. I mean, that's that's your dude, that's that, not uh, it's 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 your your psychopath. Your that's yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then but then like he chooses ultimately Jason Kim, yeah, Sin uh, <laughs> chooses ultimately, ultimately chooses to bury Bond alive. Which I love that sequence. I love it's interesting. It. Yeah, you know it's something that you know that scares the f out of me. Uh, the dying buried alive, it's horrifying. It, it makes the, it more real than like you know let's let's tie you up to a rock and wait for the octopus to come meet you. You know. <laughs> I know it's 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 so horrific and it's so it's so well written. Yeah. And the you know I I have to bring up the audio book. I don't remember the actor's name. David Oyelowo. I don't remember David Oyelowo. That means. Oh wow. <laughs> that a lot? I love that when when I see something and I'm like oh I've, I've seen you in that and it's like probably the worst thing I could. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'll bring the the audiobook in. Um, he's uh, he's the narrations by David. I'm I'm gonna mess this pronunciation of his last name. I apologize. David Oyelowo or Oyelowo. I think it's Oyelowo. 
I'm not even going to try. I'm going to let you keep messing it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I love his, his his voice as Bond. Like He's pretty close to Toby Stevens. I, I, I feel his female characters are not, you know, dudes doing woman voices is always, uh, uh, you know, I, it's it's not, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, so distracting. But it's it's some are better at, at it than others. And he's not as good as uh, other uh, actors or, or audiobook person yeah. I've I've read. But his, his Jason Sin is uh, he's great as Jason Sin. And it's, it's, it's a pretty good gripping audiobook, but that sequence when he's buried life and you can feel the angst in the narration and of Bond with Bond's going through and he explains and, and he escapes mostly due to Jeopardy Lane who was you know Bond I, I don't know if he directed her but she she was clever that's something that I like that, that that's a quality that I like from her she she's clever and she understands because Jason Sim is a sexist pig and mm-hmm. doesn't really pay attention to her and at one point she, she behaves in typical uh female uh, you know the, the typical female in distress and oh no james and she it's it's a cover she's hiding the, a, a knife in uh, in his in his uh under his clothes um and he used that knife to sort of wedge the, the coffin that he's buried in right uh, to, to 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 rescue himself and i just great sequence uh you know david the, the first thing that popped in his uh, filmography i'm like oh i've seen that rise of the planet of the ace where he plays <laughs> steven J- J- jacobs uh and he's also there's a movie that i i've seen with well, a second I'm reading it as well, and he was on the uh, TV show Spooks from 2002. Yeah. Oh, to Jack Reacher, because I've seen the oh, Jack, Jack Reacher, yeah. Reacher movie, and he's sort of the uh, one of the uh, Ench people in that movie. The, 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 he's sort of the uh, in the tire villains. You have the the guy who shoots the sheriff, the, sh- the guy who shoots the deputy, and the guy who shoots the dog. Uh, he, he's the guy that. The that's the reference. Uh, he's the guy that that shoots the dog. He's uh, he's he's sort of a lame villain. Ah. He's Emerson. Anyway, back to how uh, was in no time to die. So so back he gets to, out of it gets out of being buried alive. And, and what do you do when you get out of uh, of being buried alive? What's the first thing you do? You crack open an ice cold beer. <laughs> well, I, I, I would take a shower. Hey, was, that's, uh, that's what he does. <laughs> the shower scene. Yeah, there's a sh- there's a shower scene. Bond washes himself. <laughs> and this is this is where our listeners start uh, stop listening. Uh, you know, he's confronted by uh, the aforementioned young man that uh, Bond eventually knocks out, doesn't kill. Yeah, and he. He doesn't like he managed to he, he reaches uh Jeopardy Lane and that you know obviously uh, by that time the villain as monologue is entire plot so they they make their way to the train yard where they're sort of prepping the because they have a rocket a replica of the rocket engine that they're gonna stage so to make it look like it fell and they're gonna use they're, they're gonna douse the entire subway and create an explosion that will you know make it look like the, the rocket fell and exploded yeah exactly and they have they have uh agents that will be oh i've seen the rocket fall a well orchestrated plan 
Japan and Jeopardy arrived too late, but they, but they, they Jeopardy. I don't remember if she steals a bike or she 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 had a bike, but she uses a bot. She Bond grabs onto her and a motorbike. There, but he's able to board the, the 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 train, the subway train, and he's he's got nothing on him except a knife. And there's like a dozen guy on the train, and he has to make his way. And it's very it's, it's very it's very interesting entertaining because he says like he has to crawl on top of the train, but there at one way there are cables and there are like if he puts his head too high, he's gonna get he, he risks being decapitated. Decapitated. Yeah, I won't try and say that word because <laughs> my accent will not allow me. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a gripping like he manages to 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 because he he has to. Disarm the, the, the weapon, and he has these little ignition buttons. I think there's like six or seven. Yeah, he's just got detonators on him. It's always he's, he's able to find and uh, yeah, yeah, he's able to ultimately sabotage the the bomb. And I don't remember. I, I think he's he must have used one of the detonators to to pull off the the train train. Uh, is knocked off it, like crashes. Yeah. He fails once, and then he 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 gets it. The second one, he 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 finally gets it to derail the train, and then Jason Sin comes out, and he's got to be face to face with Jason Sin, and that's where he. Oh no, he's knocked out. He wakes up because. Jason, oh right, yes. J- that I love that part because Jason Sin's beating him on an unconscious man, and he, and that the funny thing is that Jason Sin has a gun on him. He could just shoot Bond, but. Bond takes pleasure up. in beating him, yeah. Yeah, like he's completely lost it, and he's just beating with some I don't know what. And Bond finally like wakes up, and I, I don't remember how he, he, he maneuvers or he maneuvers so that uh, I think it does he. Yeah, you have to explain how does he. Jason like, is he... beating him with a chain, and uh, Bond kicks the chain onto the third rail of the subway, which is okay. Friday, and that's that's why it's constantly shocking. I I know I know he gets electrocuted, but I'm like, how does he? Does he? Oh, that makes sense. That he just knocks the uh, the chain. Yeah, but that's it's pretty bad. It's 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 enough fitting end for a villain. Electrocuted, the, the stays safe. Bond's knocked out. Falls unconscious. The other henchmen are, 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 are all dead. It's uh, you know, later on, Bond bangs the babe, and then Smirch comes back. Yeah, for breakfast. <laughs> and see that—that's kind of a little um, like I, I like that little kind of. Um, it's not really like a post-credit scene, but it's kind of like you know, now it would be if it was a Marvel movie, it would be like a mid-credit. Oh God. Scene. Yeah, no, but it's it's a it, it's a last scare. It's like a horror movie yeah. uh, trope where the villain shows up and wakes up. Oh, I'm still alive. Yeah, but it's, but I, I mean, it's, it it kind of works. I mean, like Horowitz is he. If you look at really everything that he's done, he's written so many books. He he wrote a lot of like the 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 the, the kid spy series, Alex Ryder, and he's done a lot. Of, he's done a couple of horror books too. So the the reference you made before the burying alive and how well That's it's the described name for and it. written horror Horowitz. But I mean, like he's 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 good at that stuff. So the kind of like that surprise at the end, like it was a it was it, it was cool that that they. You know, yeah, we knew yeah. we knew that the guy didn't die. We knew that yeah, the guy no. didn't die. We didn't expect him to come back, but we knew he no, didn't but, die. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's something that I could see in a movie. Like I, it, it felt very cinematic. I could see how you could have 
you could turn this into a movie. I, I don't necessarily think they should do period, to be completely honest, but there were some... That could be well a, adapted, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's workable. It's workable. But even uh, the plot would would technically work. I mean, they could, with the misinformation of, 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 you know, Facebook and social media and all that, they could have convinced the world that, you know, a, a rocket oh, went astray and, and, and did this. Yeah. Oh, I filmed it on my iPad, and it's totally not doctored. It's not Photoshop. Hashtag fake news, and you know, this yeah, five-year-old footage of a Swedish, you know, something or other. It becomes, you know, something else, and and, uh, and, and, and the action sequences, the 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 the, the plot, the villains. Uh, you know, my 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 advice, if the if. They don't need one, but I'd love them to to mine these decondition novels for ideas. They don't necessarily need to adapt them, but you know, pick pick and choose, make agreements with these writers, uh, give them a nice paycheck and a cotton on the merchandise or something, and you know, you 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 don't have to make up a boo BS stories that are evoking yeah. movie movies from 60 years ago you can create new material you have new material you don't have to, to you know i know they're you know it's, it's ironic i'm saying oh don't stop mining fleming for more material but at the same time that book mind fleming for more material yeah <laughs> well, i mean they, they i mean it's it's still it, it fits so well with the fleming i mean casino royale when they came out as a movie the modern one that we know, not the 67 spoof or anything yeah, like that. You don't have to even The 2006 say that. film was based on a 1953 novel with kind of different ideas of how Lashif got into the situation that he did, but they were able to take the same essence of what happened in the book and make it into a, a movie and modernize it for it to make sense. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, it made sense in the 50s. It makes sense in 2006. So, I mean, they could technically take a, a book that is set in 1958 and make it work for according to sources that i've heard 2025 we'll see about that well, uh, I, I heard from credible sources but anyway uh, yeah <laughs> we'll see speaking we'll of credible see. sources uh matt um i'm getting a message are you getting a message on a what platform uh or which we're device on, we're on many platforms but it's it's from m Wait, with a white. Sorry, um, he's asking. Are, are, <laughs> are you losing your eyesight in your old age? You uh, I, I need to get a checkup. My my insurance is running out soon. So get on that. Um, he's asking if we have people everywhere. We have people everywhere. Yeah, of course we do. We we have you know we're on every uh, every platform. We're on uh, Twitter. Uh, you're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're either the Bond Complex, the Jeans Bond Complex, a variation of the same team. Um, we are, uh, you know, I said Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have a website that, you know, eventually I'll, uh, we'll find a way to, uh, to, to update and keep updating it. But right now it's sort of a, in, a, in a vacuum on a Tumblr account. Um, we, uh, you know, we are available at podcasts. You know, if, if you're listening to the show, we'd appreciate if you could give us a five-star going gun review on, uh, on iTunes, on Apple podcasts, 
on Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, whether Podbean, uh, Anchor, um, that actually host us for free. We thank them. Uh, they're great. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I wrapped the show. <laughs> that pretty much covers, uh, covers all our bases. I'm individually at, in, on Instagram, still at, uh, double seven underscore intrepid, but, uh, yeah, mostly just, you know, what I've eaten over the weekend and occasionally yeah, a picture of a watch or a beer that's or I, a pair I, of shoes or oh, a pair of hit- shoes. You didn't even post that on your own. You no, posted on the- I posted that on the James Bond. Con- See, it's, I, I like I try to, um, yeah, I try to put the Bond content on both, and sometimes I do the sillier things on, on my own. But um, yeah, no, the boot I- thing was I was still shopping for boots, and there were, those were on sale, and I was like, do I get them or don't I get them? I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent convinced. I get both or just one. I don't know. <laughs> we get both. It cost me so much in shoes that day for children that I figured I'm going to wait a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. À la prochaine. Bonne soirée.